Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, talking taxes again today. That's right. Beautiful Saturdays. Got some, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got some news uh, that you can use, but I also this show October is Financial Planning Month. Yes, and that's because it's open enrollment season. Yes. Everybody should have gotten the you know the envelope in the mail. Yes, the folder or whatever. Uh, you got to sit down and start making some choices for next year. For next year, for twenty twenty three. So you have to to be advised of that and make the right choices. But it's also a, a chance to sit down and do a reset. And yes. just say, you know, you you said budget. Yes, that's and, a terrible word. Ooh, it's not the R word, but ooh. it's the B word. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I'll be real honest with you right now. I don't want to know. I don't want to sit down and do a budget right now because I don't want to know what I'm spending all my money on because yes. I'm embarrassed. It, it, technically, yeah. I mean, most people are. Um, are they just like, oh, I don't want to know that because I know that if I do that, I have to change my lifestyle. Exactly. And, and, and yeah. it is a change of lifestyle to a degree, but not – it's not like you got to walk to work every day, you know. <laughs> but we we said this before. It's like you sit down and you do a budget. Yeah, you made the decision. I don't want to change my lifestyle. I'm, I made the hard decision to say I'm keeping Hulu and Netflix exactly. and if Amazon. That's your, if that's your thing. That's, that's my jam. That's part of it. But Keep you it. do a budget and you go through your finances and you realize – well, I'm paying for a home phone landline exactly. that I don't even use. Yeah. It's not even plugged in. Yeah. You know, has the phone even rang? No, there is no phone. Exactly. But Just, you're still, you're that still was, paying part. It's on that bill. That was part of your package yeah, exactly. that you did. So redo the package. Yes. How much are you paying for internet? How much are you paying for, you know, could you maybe call them up and bundle something? And say, hey, I need to bundle this. Yeah. It's all just that, not negotiating, but it's just putting the, the pieces of the puzzle together. And it's time to do a reset because you let it go for 10 yeah. months. And, yeah. you know, uh, I'll say if you have a home phone line for 20 bucks, if you're, you're paying for Apple TV that you never watched, yeah. you never remember di- signing up for it's different if you place. watch it. I mean, we watch Apple TV all the time. Um you know, if you're if you're watching it, use it. That's that's one thing. Yeah. Um, but then I realized that my darling children have hacked into my Netflix account, and the, none of them pay for it, but they use mine. Yeah. And then when you go on Netflix and it says, "Hey, too many users on here," and you're like, "Wait, wait. yeah, <laughs> right. Do you want to continue watching this yeah. show? I've never seen that. <laughs> I've never show saw in my that life. show ever. So start trimming the fat. Yeah. Do a budget. It's tough because you you don't want to cringe and say, you know, if I really look at it, I realize yes. so much money is going Our out Our moral to the story is change your passcodes too. Yeah, change Just your passcodes. So you <laughs> lock kids. your kids out. Uh, but it's financial planning month. It's about time yes. that we did a budget. Yes. And, you know, you save 100 bucks a month. By the end of the year, that's $1,200. Exactly. And and you're creating that budget for, hey, this is where you're at in 2022. Um, that I mean, what you've spent in the past, you can't fix. Yeah. Um, but you can fix it for going forward in 23. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I'm realizing right now, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I didn't want to look at my own finances. But I'm, like, kicking myself because I was paying that Apple TV. We didn't watch Ted Lasso. Never? Oh, we no. didn't watch the morning show. Oh, you got to go watch it. Well, maybe I'll sign back up for I'm, it. I'm waiting for the whatever version of season three of Ted Lasso to come back. Yeah. But, you know, I look back and say, well, we were paying that for two years. You know, that's over 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm just like kicking myself going, God, yeah. what an idiot. What yeah. else is out there that's just like that? There's Paramount and Netflix and Hulu. And, 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 and Hulu whoever uh, just raised is, their prices. Yeah. It's like, well, let me revisit and mm-hmm. just say, well, they raised their price incrementally. Has it gotten to a point where I realize, well, that's a, not worth it. That's yeah. a bridge too far. Yep, exactly. You know, yeah. or I could probably get, you know, 
AT&T raised their internet bill uh, a couple of times. Yeah. Well, maybe I should just call Charter and see what and they're see offering. see what you can do. Maybe yeah. I call one of the other little guys and yep. just see if I can get a better deal. Exactly. So stop paying. That's, that's, that's kind of the, the, I say, the simplified version of, you know, financial planning month. Just that right there. That's your starting point. Second, then, is, you know, what are you putting in your 401k? What's, yeah. it, what's it look like? If you're 40 and you're putting $10 a month in your 401k, what's it really going to be worth at 65 or 70? Yeah. What age can you retire? You know, and this is, this is what uh, open enrollment, what I'm excited about is my wife has some choices that she can make. And she's realized, you know, I'm socking all this money away, but it's in a low exactly. interest, you know, yep. bearing account. So we have to sit down with Jeff now that open enrollment's open and get her HR department on the phone yep. and just say, what other avenues? What's What else is out there? What else what, is out what there? What options, you know, and then we'll do the, we'll crunch the numbers and say, hey, it's going to help you. So no, it's a neutral push. Won't help really help you. Won't hurt you. You know, and you go from there. Yeah, and that's one of the uh, the things that you can also do. If we go to Jeff and we decide, you know what, I, I do want to do this. I do want to bring you on. Uh, I want you to help us figure this stuff out. He will get on the phone with yeah. your HR company. And we have to have to do it during normal business hours, depending upon where they're at. Yeah, um, if they're East Coast, you know. You know, four four o'clock or three thirty, something like that, so we can actually have a conversation with them. Yeah, and I'm on the phone there too, on speakerphone, and I say, "Hey, uh, I allow you to talk to my financial guy, Jeff Zufall. You guys start sorting it out." And I'm in the background saying, "You know, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, you know, (laughs) oh, we're keeping twelve hundred bucks this year. Perfect. Let's do it." So those are some of the things that you need to keep in mind when October Financial Planning Month rolls around, which is where we're at right now. Now, Mm -hmm. we can talk about uh, uh, independent contracting. That's coming up. Yes. Uh, You want to get an identity pin for next tax season. For for this upcoming tax season. So go on irs.gov and request your pin. And what it does is it it kicks off a six-digit code that will be mailed to you. Again, the IRS is a little behind the times. They will mail you this for yourself, if you're if you're married, filing jointly, um, they will mail each each one of you, um, you and your spouse, a, a code. The trick is is it matches your social security number with this code. It has to be on your tax return, and you can't get hacked. Well, I shouldn't say that. Your odds of being hacked are reduced yeah. greatly. Right. Um, and even to us as the preparer, when we go to e-file it, maybe we got last year's number, you know, pinned, but it's it will lock us out. Won't even let us e-file it. Yeah. So it's it's worth its weight to do that seriously. Just one extra step to you know, kind of like a two factor author author can't even say that. Yeah, two factor authentication. Yeah, that. Is that right? <laughs> um, but you've told me before that uh, you had a client that got hacked, and years later they're still mm-hmm. dealing with the, dealing st- still dealing with all of the the blowback from everything that took place. It's crazy. Yeah. You'd think that hey, you could say I got hacked. That's not me. Nobody cares. Yeah, they really don't. Um, he has to continuously fight his way through it um, on a regular basis. So that's why I say just one extra thing you can do. It's free. Um, go on the IRS's site, request your PIN number. They mail it to you. You're good to go. Just yeah. make sure that if someone does your return, you give them that PIN number because they can't move past square one. Without they can't go past. Well, and yeah. that's the point. That's, that's exactly. the point. So someone can't file it on your no. behalf without that without pin yeah yes. without your knowledge yeah without that pin number and that's what was happening years ago where people were filing fake tax returns getting tons of money back IRS couldn't figure out how in the world that they you know figured it out they file four tax returns for one individual um, they would after the fact but it was too late then yeah with this pin number that's you and you only. Gotcha. And then uh, when it comes to your mileage rates, document, 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 document. If you're going <laughs> to submit uh, your mileage for you know yes. business. So so this year is going to be goofy. So 2022, um, you have to do it in two steps or two phases. Because okay. the first half of the year, it was at one rate. 58.5%. The so second half of the year, sixty-two point five percent because of inflation. You got a little bonus there, but on a tax return, 
they're going to say, hey, the first six months was what X was number it? of miles. Mm-hmm. And the second half was what X was number it? of miles. And it does the calculation combined. Man. So, but you can't just go to Jeff and say, oh, here's my mileage. And you have to know. Kind of, I mean, legit. Because also, you don't want to just fake your numbers. Because the question is, if you get audited and get called out, you got to prove your numbers. Yeah. That's the first thing they're going to ask is, hey, you said you had 1,000 miles. Prove it. So back in the day, you know, I go out to the big 550s uh, yes. station vehicle, and you know there was a little booklet with you had the to write down the you got to write down the starting mileage. and yeah. where you went and where you went. Yeah. Well, now they have an app for that. It's called Mile IQ, and if everybody wants a discount on it, even if you do your own stuff, we can get you a twenty percent discount on it. Um, we got to hook up with Mile IQ, so just email us, call us. Um, literally, we'll we'll ship it over to you. It's got a little like six seven digit code that you use to get it and and what do you say you say when you get in the car it asks you was this a business trip well all it does is at the end of the day it records that's people freak out on this it's big brother watching you big time um it just at the end of the day it says hey you took seven trips which one was business what are they left swipe it for personal use so if you go to the grocery store it doesn't count um but if you go see a client if you go pick up material um, whatever the case may be, you right swipe it for business, it will keep a rolling tab. This is genius. At the end of the month, it will produce a spreadsheet for you that says, hey, you had 1,000 personal miles and you had 10,000 business miles. And Done. if you want to know where you really went, boom, it tells you. Genius. Yes. So stop so, the, with the ledger. Stop keeping the yeah. receipts. Just get the app. I, IRS says that they want mileage. They want a uh, in a log format. Um, there used to be an old joke that you could scribble your mileage on your sun visor, and if they ever asked, you just rip it off and take it into the office yeah, here's and my say, sun "Here's visor. my." <laughs> <laughs> but it was in ledger format. Um, this will do it in a spreadsheet format. It's Same just, thing. The technology is there, so yes. just go ahead and use and, it. And the key is, is if from again, small business owner, if you have multiple vehicles that you use for business, you don't have to place them in service. You could jump in your car and drive for a business mile, but your car's in the shop. You're going to steal your wife's car for a couple of days till it gets fixed. Guess what? You get to ride off the miles in her car, too. On that, too. But all you got to do is tell it, hey, I'm in a different car. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. So Easy peasy. Yes. So if that is something, do you do mileage uh, for work? Well, this is the app for you, and, yes. and call Jeff. I think and- it's 59 bucks a year, and we can get you a 20% discount on it. Just because they probably make uh, deals with yeah, just tax they go to tax and preps yeah. and say, hey, you you use this, and we know how to import it to our software, all that good stuff. Works out great for everybody. Sounds like yes. Um, let's go to commercial break, and when we come back, I want to do something this week. I want to talk about uh, retirement, Roth, four hundred one k, traditional yes. versus the Roth. What's the difference? What are the benefits? And when we actually go and retire, is there a way to make sure that when it comes to the taxes that we pay? The government let us defer taxes for years, but can I do a little manipulating to pay the lowest tax amount possible? Because I've amassed. That you are legally obligated. Legally, to pay. <laughs> I've amassed a million dollars in retirement, but the government wants you know half of that, four hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> How do I figure out a way to avoid that? It is all part and parcel of what is your tax liability. What, yes, every single thing that you do triggers a taxable event. Yes. Well, how do we make sure that that taxable event is mitigated and yeah. as tiny, tiny as possible? As possible, yes. So I can keep a little bit more of what's mine. 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. October is Financial Planning Month. Get your budget going and take a look because you've got a couple months left. See on your paycheck stub how much have you socked away into that 401k? How much, uh, if we're under um, 50, how much can we yes. put a year into our 401k? Yes. Uh, you, If you haven't reached that threshold, you've got time to still do it. So have a, uh, a, a chat with yourself, take a look at your budget, and figure out for the next two months of 2022 – what could I be doing that will be tax beneficial for me? Yeah. 
come 2023. Exactly. Use so, it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524. Call it right now. Uh, if you get the machine, just leave a <laughs> message and say, I'm Josh Gilbert. Here's my phone number. I want to come in and uh, get an appointment on the calendar. Let's go to commercial break. When we come back, what is a 401k? What is a Roth? And how can I use them both? Yes. To my advantage. To your advantage. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Back on the Big 550 KTRS, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert, and let's talk. When it comes to socking some money away, every paycheck, where is it going? What are we doing? Yes. What percentage rate? How many different buckets do we want going on uh, just to diversify and everything? Let's do this because I feel like we all kind of have a a simple working knowledge of our 401ks. Kind of get it, but don't get it. But don't get it. And uh, we're kind of like, well, you know, when it comes time to start, you know, I'm doing the accumulation stage right now. Yes. I'm saving. Pack Um, it away. But when it comes to distribution. Kind of resets the deck to a small degree. Yeah. What's that like? And and I'm going to, am I going to be set up for success when it comes time to me actually spending that money? Yes. So that goes back to the financial planning month, which means most people just start a 401k and they say, hey, I could afford... 3% 3% of my income, I'm going to put it in there. Question is, is what is that really going to do to far you? I shouldn't say to you, but far you down the road. That's what you want to start. At least get the base going. But once you're in there a year, two years, you want to be able to project into the future. And not to say, oh, if I make an 8% rate of return, I'll have $80 billion. Because you're never going to make an 8% rate of return year in, year out. You're going to be up 8. You're going to be down 28 um, so that's where you want to just at least start to play with it a little bit. And as you get closer to retirement, zero it in. But for a second, everybody stop and think of there's three types of accounts. There's a taxable account, account you pay tax on year in, year out, no matter what takes place. It could be a CD at the bank. It could be a brokerage account. There's tax-deferred accounts. Which so means wait, wait. When you say a brokerage account. That Just a means, standard brokerage account that you're buying and selling stocks or ETFs. That's, that's my TD Ameritrade TD, account. That's yeah, my um, exactly. So, but you pay tax on it every year. So, whether you make money, lose money, um, interest, dividends, it's a taxable event as you go forward. And that account is I get paid. The government taxes me. Uh, it goes into my bank account, yes. and then I take that money and f- move it over and put it and in move it over. Yeah. So it is outside of any sort yeah. of saving not tied to, to it's it's I your can account. Sell it, I can buy yep. it, I can this and that. You could liquidate it tomorrow. Go buy a, a boat with it. Pay um, the capital gains on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and so that's that's one type of an account. Um, and and you need one of those. That's mm-hmm. a, that's cash you could get your hands on typically within got, a couple of days. Know, we've got an E Trade account that yeah. we made when the pandemic got going. Everybody was buying <laughs> left and right. It was crazy. Yeah, everybody, and everybody made money until every, yeah. early twenty one, and then they went Word. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, everybody's buying up. Uh, what was it? The GameStop yeah. and all that stuff. GameStop and AMC. Yeah. And you know. this is that account. Yeah. This is I've got money left over. Yep. I'm going to decide to just put it out the there and get it going. But the concept is that's a taxable account. You pay tax on it as you move forward. The second type is there's tax deferred. Tax deferred means you've put off the taxation until a later date. Okay. Could be retirement. Could be six months from now. Could be six years. Doesn't matter. But you typically will take a tax deduction, and then you're going to decrease your current income, but you're going to say, hey, I will pay the tax at a later date. Like right. 65, 70, whatever. That That's is your 401k. Socking it away. And then when I go to take it out, though, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. the government's going to say, well, we hey, let you. We're partners with you. Yeah. That's part of our account. We own it. So, hey, we didn't charge you taxes right. on this initially. Yeah. But now You're we're taking pay it, it now. And that's one of those accounts where, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, what if somebody's got a million dollars in one of these accounts? They don't really have a million dollars in there. Technically, you're in partnership with the IRS. They are just kind of sitting on the sidelines. They're waiting to get their piece. Yeah. That's it. But the question is, how much is inside of your 401k? The answer is, 
Well, there's a million dollars, but... But if I took it all out, which you never... I mean, 99.9% of the... You never take it out lump sum. But if you did, you're going to give 400 away to the IRS. 40%, yeah. if not more... Highest tax bracket... Is the tax 30, bracket. Today is 37%. So the question... 5% yeah. state. So, so the question is, how much is in your 401k... You say, well, it's a million, but, but. <laughs> the government still gets a piece of that. How do you take that out exactly. in a strategic way That's to, it. to make it less of a dent exactly. on your in bottom line in the taxes? Yes. Okay, so you've got your brokerage account. That's just money coming out of your checking account, and you're yeah. buying stocks or whatever. Taxable, just it's just doing its thing. If I sell it, I do a capital gain. If I if it loses money and I sell it, I do a capital, capital loss. loss. Dividend income, interest income, it's all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Then you have your your tax deferred. deferred. 401k could be a deductible IRA, but typically 401k is the common. Yeah, I, put, I save it, I save it, I save yep. it, uh, and then years later when I go to cash it out, now I You're owe the government tax. Yeah, a little bit exactly. of taxes on it. And then the third one is going to be a tax efficient or a tax free, if you could say that. Um, that's a Roth IRA. Is what that really is. Okay. Could be a Roth. Could be your your primary residence. So again, primary residence. If you do not gain. Uh, more than single, two fifty are married filing jointly five hundred, and and profit you never pay tax on it with okay. the laws. But but typically it's referenced as a Roth. So as long as you play the game with a Roth, um, you'll never pay tax on that money. And how does the Roth work? Does that come out of my paycheck as well? It's typically after tax. Then there's some caveats, but we'll explain those. So the way to look at this is there's an IRA. And I say a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, okay? And to make it real confusing, the IRA could be deductible, but it could be non-deductible, okay? Which means you put it in. It's not a Roth. You put it in. You don't take a tax deduction for it. It just sits there. Grows tax deferred. But you have a basis. You started with Mm $6,000. Typically, you use a non-deductible IRA to do what's called the backdoor Roth, which means you put six grand into it. It's basically you put it in and you convert it to a Roth immediately and there's no tax because you put six grand in. That's your basis. You converted six grand to a Roth. There's no taxable gain. Okay. So, but then your traditional IRA, you put money in to take a tax deduction. So it goes in that tax deferred bracket or bucket. And then a Roth is a polar opposite. It's after tax dollars that you put into it grows tax deferred, so you don't pay any current income tax. And as long as you hold that account for five years, our 59 and a half on your earnings, you pay no tax. So okay. remember on a Roth, if you put six grand into it, that's after tax dollars. You could reach in and take your 6,000 bucks right back out. But if that sits in there for 20 years, it grows and grows and grows. Huge, huge. Huge. And then, you know, just like with the traditional uh, 401k, it grows and grows and grows, but the tax man cometh at he some point. He comes and goes, oh, you don't owe me anything. Thanks. See ya. you. This, with the Roth, you pay the taxes up, up front. front. You sock it away. Exactly. It grows and grows and grows. And as long as you don't touch it before you're 59 and a half. It's only on earnings, though. So the earnings have to stay in the longer of 59 and a half are five years. Mm-hmm. So if you're 58, you got to play the five-year rule. If you're 45, you get 59 and a half. Yeah. And that's on earnings only. Earnings only. Yeah. So your principal that you put in, that six grand, that's after-tax money. You already paid your tax. You could reach in and take it right back out. I could take it out at any time. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, as going forward, you know, maybe they take out uh, 200 bucks every paycheck and yeah. put it into a Roth, but that's my money. That's 2400 bucks in a year is your money. And I've already paid the taxes yeah. on it because they, you know, they take the taxes and then it goes into the Roth. Yeah. Um, so I can, you know, I can grow that account. Exactly. But it can grow itself. It can grow itself as it goes forward. So the concept is this, is let's say that you, and we see this in some people today, they're like, I'm going to put all my money in a Roth because it's after tax. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. It, there's a couple of factors that need to come into the equation. And the equation is what is your effective tax bracket What today? is your tax rate now mm-hmm. versus what your tax rate is going to be in the future when you're 65? Or do you think that tax rates will continually go up 
between now and the time you're, say, 65, 70. Yeah. And that you – most people with half knowledge would say, yeah, I bet they probably will go up <laughs> um, just looking at the, the economics of today. But the, the twist of that is let's say that you're a high-income earner as you sit today. You make – you pull in a half a million a year. Okay, just throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm paying – that's a tax rate of what, like 35%? You're just – yeah, just shy of it. And the question is – and the theory would be is you might want to put that money pre-tax away today because you'd be putting it away at a hypothetical 30% tax bracket to take it out maybe to 24. Yeah. So you're saving that money. That's that's what you're looking so for today. when I go today. to retire, maybe my tax bracket is 24%. Exactly. So I'm saving maybe, you know, 5 to 10% on taxes right just there. by doing it that way. Just that way. So, but then the flip side is what if somebody's at say a 24% tax bracket today, um they'll probably their income will stay the same. Your theory in retirement is the day that you say, "Hey, I'm going to retire." You literally walk into retirement earning the same thing that you made in the past. Yeah. I mean, within reason. I mean, depends on your lifestyle, but typically you don't need a half million my, a year to. <laughs> right. My dad was a school teacher. He uh, yeah. realized he could retire early, make the exact same, same money. money yeah. And it's like, why would I go into wake up every morning and go into go school? Go do your and, thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, I've I've had enough years of changing yep. people's lives. <laughs> exactly. It's now time for me. Yeah. So it's like perfect. Yeah. And that, that's what you're looking at. So that's the planning part of it um, to say, hey, is it worth it? Because some people will say, I'm going to put all my money in a Roth, but yet they're missing out on the tax deduction today. Um, and then other people are like, hey, I'm going to put it all in pre-tax, but then maybe they could split the difference to half and half, 80-20. Because in 401ks today, you have the pre-tax side of it and you have a 401k Roth. So you could have it all right there. Yeah. And then there are ways to do this where you say, uh, you know, maybe I'm I'm 58 years old right now. And maybe I want to retire here in six years. And it's just one of those things where it's like, how can I start strategically converting to Roth exactly without really blowing up my tax bracket? Exactly. So let's say that you get out your um, 55, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the 58, 59 was poking at it. Um, but you get out, say, 60. Um, you back down. You're not working as much as you used to. Maybe your spouse backs down. Maybe they, they retire early. And there's a gap in there where your incomes come down. That's when you make that gap up by converting to Ross. So you take your 401k or and your if, IRA. If I take money out of that, mm-hmm. that counts to me as income. Ord- ordinary income. Ordinary Just income. like you worked for it. So how do I – I'm in the 24% tax bracket. How much can I take out before they shoot me up into the 30% tax bracket? So that changes every year. <laughs> right. And that's part of your tax bracket planning. So that is part of the game that you play to say, what's the maximum I could take to not step back off into the next tax bracket as you go? So if you have a $10,000 window, you convert 10000 pay the tax on it, you're going to be bouncing right up to that next threshold. And again, the other side of that equation, which you have to keep in mind, is your Medicare premiums that you pay. So you're 65 or 66 uh, $134 a month single, 141 I think, for a married fine jointly. Um, are the pr- But those are based upon your income. So if you skyrocket your income, you could go all the way up to like $500 a month oh, yeah. in Medicare Because they, they don't have. give a, a steep discount to the rich people. Exactly. Because they don't need it. They a, want you to pay your fair share, if you want to call it that. Um, so that's the other planning technique that needs to come in that big picture stuff is, ooh, you know, maybe you're 66 on Medicare and we don't want to blow this up. Where, yes, you get to convert some of your Roth, but you're paying, you know, $400 more a month for Medicare going forward. And also as part of this, if if you did decide you got a million dollars in there and you wanted to take it out one lump sum, which is insane. Yes. Um, <laughs> that Then you're paying – 45% in taxes, but your income looks like you just made a million dollars. Exactly. So now your Social Security gets dinged. Gets now dinged. your Medicare so, gets dinged. So that's the other planning technique is between 62 and your full retirement age. Um, typically, I'll say this as 67, but there's a bunch of variations in there depending upon the year you were born. 
you can't make more than $18,800 a year. Um, but so when that shows up, that'll kind of throw your calculations out of the water mm-hmm. um, as you go. So what takes place is from an earning standpoint, um, for every $2 over that threshold, they take a dollar of your Social Security away. So that's another factor that needs to be taken into consideration as you go forward. That's earnings, though. So that's self-employment, W-2, et cetera, as you go. Um, now, I'm, I'm looking at this here, the Social Security aspect of it, the Medicare aspect of it. That That is something that I didn't even think about. You know, who yeah. knew that Social Security was taxable uh, if you made too much money? It's, well, yeah, because then it will actually take your Social Security typically from 50%. Um, and it typically, it's 50% is taxable. It could ramp it all the way up to as much as 85% as taxable income to you. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where, you know, once we start, I, I get the idea behind all this stuff. The high level, I get yeah. it. We need to play the tax brackets. Yes. <laughs> we need to figure out are taxes cheaper now or will they be cheaper when I go to retire? I get all that stuff. But when I actually sit down to do this, that's where it gets tricky. And yeah. I don't know the equations. I don't know the math. I don't know about the Social Security aspect of it. I don't realize all of this stuff. We use software programs. <laughs> so even you might we say plug the data in. We plug the data in, let it project off into the future. And, and when I say project, we're not using, oh, if you made an 8% rate of return on your million dollars, it'd be worth, you know, a gazillion dollars. We don't do that because you don't know where the markets are going each year. Um, so the, the concept is it uses a Monte Carlo simulation. And anybody who has ever played cards, yeah. um, gambled, know exactly what that is. Um, it is a mathematical calculation, taking the best and the worst and trying to average it out to say your odds of success are this. Right. And that's what you're looking for. And so it doesn't tell us a – I mean, it does give us a number, but – and we'll say your odds of success are 70% or 80% or 85% of achieving your goal. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even actually know what the tax liability is once you sit down and do it. Yeah, because you might be shooting 30 years in the future and you go, man, we're going to use today's rates. We're going to yeah. plug it in and see what it looks like. But 30 years in the future could be huge yeah. differences. And, Jeff, how many times do you say, well, I want to take 30 out, but, I re- ooh, I realize I just hit a, a tax bracket. Yes. Uh, I'm only going to convert 25000 yes. this year. Or this, this gets back into our inflation concept. Um, most people do not realize inflation. So, again, not at 8.3 because it becomes a dumb number. Yeah. We typically in our plans use 2.5%, 2.45 to be exact as the inflation factor going forward. And currently, you look at that and go, ooh, it's 8.3. We're way off the mark. But that 2.45% income that you take today could be thirty grand, and it'll equate to be $190,000. You know, if you're 30 today and when you retire at 70, it's grand. Yeah. doesn't mean you're driving Ferraris. It means that the dollar that you have in your pocket today is worth that in the future. And that's so- inflation. That well, yeah, that's how <laughs> Which that is works. Huge. So you got to keep that in mind when you do this. So you know everything that you've just heard. Do you think you could go home and do the calculations on your own? My answer, no. personally, is <laughs> no. no. I cannot there's, do this. There's a handful of engineers out there that know yeah. they're following it to a T. But um, it's it's one of these things where uh, what if I say Jeff? Oh man, playing tax tax bracket bingo. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just don't want to worry about it. I'll just take the the taxes now and put it into a Roth and not have to deal with this. In, in some cases, I agree. Uh, but in other cases, there's there's mathematics in right. play. But when you think about it, you're leaving money on the leaving table. Leaving a lot of money on the table. Doing that. Lots. So the, the, the end of the day, the story is there's a lot that goes into this, and you yes. have to have a plan. Yes. In that's, place. That's it to a T. You know, and, I'm not retired. You told me. You've seen my tax returns. You say, oh, I'm going to retire in 20 years. And you say, more like 30. Yeah, maybe 30. 30 maybe, maybe 30. Ish. After the last couple of weeks, maybe yeah. 32-ish. So, you know, maybe I'm just socking away and just it's going out of my paycheck, whatever. I don't want to even think about this. Yes. But what a, I'm 41. 
what age do I really need to kind of start thinking about today the moves today today you want to start at least putting it in play if a dollar saved today may cost you if you waited five years will cost you a four or five dollars that's the difference so even now I need to be thinking yes. about this yeah now when you want to start strategizing and again strategizing from hey I have this IRA do I want to convert it to a Roth you do that fourth quarter of every year now so, <clears throat> so you'd look at it because you know where your income is give or take you know Maybe you might not know exactly, but you'll know in the next 30 days. Um, and you say, is it worth converting part of it to a Roth? Yeah. And if you're still at that weird tax bracket, let it go for a year or two. And now's the time. It's October. It's yeah. financial planning month. Now's the time to look at it because you do know what your tax yes. liability is going to be for the rest yeah. of the year. You've already had 10 months of paychecks. So you got yeah, a good idea. Good idea of what yeah. the next two months has in store. And you can say, well, let's take out $20,000, yeah. convert it to Roth, uh, and let it start growing over there tax-free. And it's only going to cost me X, Y, Z. Exactly. And, so. that, and that's part of the other game is when we do the Roth conversion, you say, what's the tax equivalent? How long does it take that Roth to catch back up the tax? to then go break even and above. So even if, if I, I'm at 24%, if I take 20 grand out and convert it to Roth, I'm paying 24%. So yes. I'm really only taking out $15,000 exactly. uh, of my $20,000. So, uh, you know, I've, I've yeah. just lost $5,000. I mean, hypothetically, yes, you have. But I owe the government something. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay them at some point. So is it on 25000 Is it on 45000 yeah. 550000 That's the question. But getting it over there into that Roth, I paid $5,000 yes. in taxes, but now it's in the Roth, and now it's Gross my money. Yes. Now it's mine. And the other thing is the big difference between a Roth and a 401k slash deductible IRA is required minimum distribution at 72 and now we've talked on the show yeah, let's that, touch they may, on that they may push it out to 75, and there's all kinds of weird stuff out there. Um, that may happen, but we'll see. Um, but it basically, at age 72, in a 401K or IRA, they come along and they say, hey, guess what? You've had this money deferred all these years. We want our tax money. Yeah. And they force out 3.65% in the first year of whatever your account balances are. And whether you need it or not, they don't care. They just want you to take it out. Eventually, you have to pay taxes. Yes. What your tax rate is when you when you pay them, that's up to you. That exactly. is between you and Jeff Zufall and, and figuring out how to do this in the most tax-efficient way. But eventually, the government's going to get their money. Well, if I lived to be 90, they'd be checking their watches going, jeez, yeah. cop. Yeah, come on. <laughs> would you just take your they money send, out? Send the, the black limo over to take care of you. you yeah. <laughs> would you take the money? We need – we have stuff to pay yes. for. <laughs> we need that tax money. If I died, they'd eventually get it then. Hypothetically. But they're like sitting here saying, jeez. So they came along one day and decided, let's do an RMD, required minimum yes. distribution, at the age of 72 is where it currently stands to say, look, you've held on to our money long enough. We want Boom. your tax money. Yeah. Regardless of whether you want to take it out or not, don't or not, whether you need it or not, you have to take it out. Forced to. And you'll be taxed at a rate that is. Whatever your prevailing rate is at that point in time. You don't really get a choice at that point. Uh-uh. Yeah. So think of it this way. You've sat on this money. It's grown to be a couple million dollar account. They're going to come along and say, hey, you basically take just shy of 4% of your account out, and you have to do that every year. So on December 31st of the previous year, so if you turned 72 this year, it would be December 31st of last year that the calc was created. It sits out there, and they say, hey, you got all year to take that money out. The first RMD, you could wait, and you could push your RMD to the following year, but you got to take two out in that year. So that usually is not a good tax plan um, as you go forward. But the the concept is you do this calculation, it could be a huge number, which then pushes your Social Security, all your other pension income, anything else that you get skyrockets it through the roof from a tax angle. Yeah. And, and So the, the convert to a Roth 
before 72 or before the RMDs kick in is, is usually advisable. Yeah, that's probably the, the smarter thing to do. Yeah. Pay the devil you know rather yeah. than the devil you don't. Yep. And it's just, you know, how do I pay the littlest tax that I can? That's what we try to tell you every, every week yep. <laughs> on this show. Keep what's yours yeah. every time you get a paycheck. I call it paycheck gymnastics. Yes. What can I, how, do, <laughs> how do I bend this paycheck without breaking it yeah. uh, and keep a little bit more on the paycheck, more in my pocket? Well, same goes for retirement planning. Yeah. And That's don't yeah part of that equation as you move forward each year. Yeah, I'm going to retire in five years. Let me start looking at this. Don't wait until then. Yeah. So hey, again, the RMD kicks in in two years. Let me try to figure this out. It might be too late. Too late. Typically, it is. I mean, if you give it a couple of years, you're like, oh, there's nothing you could get moved over yeah. in time. Otherwise, yeah. it's like the I'd RMDs. have to take too much out. Yeah. Now I'm in a different tax bracket. Yep. Exactly. It's it's tax bracket. What do you call? I call this looks like tax bracket jumping. It's. The, Tax bracket bingo. Bingo, yeah. <laughs> uh, tax bracket. Uh, what's that limbo where you try oh, to yeah. squeeze underneath <laughs> the, the lowest percentage rate that you possibly can without going over and without hitting your Medicare and without hitting your Social Security? Exactly. That's free money, but yeah, if but. you make too much, yes. they come back. You're too rich. Yeah. You know, we, we, we want you to pay more. And with the Roth, um, you know, that that's not – it's it, The Roth it doesn't have an RMD, so it's not in that equ- equation at all. But it's also not available for the highest income earners. True. The only way to do it is a backdoor or if they offer it through your 401K to do a Roth 401K, then you could do it there. And uh, the whispers uh, a couple of months ago or maybe last year that the backdoor Roth was going away, that's – Still never made it to the cutting block yet. Um, so, so we'll it's see. still in play. Yeah, it's still in play. All right. Well, that really clears things up for us. To the point of saying, well, oh, my gosh, that's way too complicated for me to do (laughs) on my own. Yes, yes. And like I said, I think we all kind of have an idea of how this works. But once the math gets in play. Just not how all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. It's like I understand how a clock works, but I can't open it up and start moving the gears around. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, so it's, do you know how a clock works? Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you go fix the clock? No. 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 So it's like, yeah, I understand how playing with the tax brackets and doing the Roth conversions work. But when I sit down to start implementing that, I can't, I can't do it. A little tricky. Yeah. And I don't want to leave money on the table because this is my retirement. Exactly. You know, this is the boat. This is the difference, Jeff, between the big boat and the little boat. And the little boat, yeah. So I want (laughs) you to do it. Uh, (laughs) And how do I do that? Well, I give you a call, 636-394-5524. And the difference over time in talking taxes could be the difference between, you know, $100,000 and $600,000. Exactly. If not more. If not more. Time value of money. Yeah, absolutely. So – to find out more information, give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524. And if you're nearing the point of uh, the Roth, 59 and a half or five years, if yeah. you're nearing the point of the RMD, you RMD, know. RMD, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You should have been thinking about this earlier. Well, there's there's some stuff that you could do on the, the RMD. So basically, if you gifted that money to charity, which means you never touch it, you gift it to charity, it counts for your RMD qualification for that year, but you don't have to pay tax on it. You don't have to. Pay. So the charity gets it tax-free. Yeah, they get it tax-free. You get a you satisfied your RMD for the year, but you didn't have to add it to your, your income. If you, were you don't give get that, to enjoy yeah. the money, right. but you give it away. Well, you were going to give it to charity anyway. Might yeah. as well give it tax-free exactly. and let the government kick in mm-hmm. part of that. So a lot of things that you can do. You want to have several different buckets going, your yes. your brokerage account, your E-Trade account, uh, your Roth, your traditional 401k. Yes. Uh, have a bunch of buckets working for you. We we do real estate. You yeah. know, we've That's, got a rental property. Exactly. That goes on the far, you know, tax efficient side. Um, the other thing is for the anybody that works a teacher has a TSA, which is a tax-sheltered annuity. That's a little something different it's, even. It falls in that tax-deferred category. Uh, firefighters, police, um, they get a 457F, um, uh, you know, so 403B for teachers. So there's different stuff like that. But they're, all those plans are designed around the tax-deferred concept where put money in, take a tax deduction, and we'll get you at a later date. Yeah. So, so many things to realize, 
And if you if you don't do it right, or if you say, "Well, I'll just do it in a Roth and not have to worry about taxes," yeah. uh, you'll be leaving a bunch of money on the, on table. the table. So you got to have a buddy, you got to have a friend help you out with this. And for the most part, your regular friends are just as clueless yeah. as you are. <laughs> so you need a Jeff Zufall six three six three nine four five five two four Capital Advisory grp.com talking about the 401k it's been a long time coming yeah but if you don't know how these things work or you have a little just enough to enough to there. be dangerous yeah. Yeah. uh chances are you don't know how to actually implement it on your own so you need somebody to help you out with that that's where jeff comes in we'll go to commercial break and when we come back employee first independent contractor yes what's the difference <laughs> Uh, in the eyes of the government, quite a bit. A lot. <laughs> I bet. We'll do that. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Give him a call. Figure out how to keep a little bit more of your money. 636-394-5524. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com. Back on the Big 550 KTRS, back to keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. I love talking the IRAs, the Ross, and all that stuff because it makes me realize I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but the idea being, gosh, if I just had a plan in place, then I could reap the benefits exactly. of both. Yes. You know, both the traditional and the Roth and not leave money on the table yeah. and probably pay as little in tax. As possible. As legally obligated to. That's the game. <laughs> That's a game. That's, That's it. the game. 636-394-5524. If you've got a retirement account, if you know you're going to retire soon, if you're like, I need a tax strategy. Yes. You need a tax strategy when you're uh, accumulating wealth. You also need it when you're in distribution. When you do the distribution yes. portion, because that's when you actually start Probably paying. more important than the distribution yeah. side. <laughs> that's when you're actually paying those taxes. Yes. Um, just give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524. A lot of gig economy workers out there, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, the people that drive, the people that shop and, and get your groceries for yes. you. Um, these are uh, independent contractors, gig economy workers, but the federal government is stepping in saying, eh, Uber, yeah. these need to be your employees. So this is the second time that they've taken a stab at this. And this one looks like it's got some teeth in it that they could actually make headway with. And I say headway as the, the federal government. Um, so the Department of Labor just put out a new guideline, I think, two weeks ago. Um, kind of saying, hey, this is what we're going to say. This is the classification on an employee versus independent contractors. Um, so if you looked at, if you own the stock of Uber and uh, Lyft um, uh, last uh, f- uh, week ago, you will see that your stock got hammered one day just out of the blue. Oh. And it's because people are now concerned oh, no. that the Department of Labor will say these Uber drivers really are employees. They're not independent contractors. And as soon as they become employees, tell me if I get this right, then Uber has to start paying uh, payroll taxes. Payroll for tax. Insurance. They have to insurance, give them benefits, the whole shooting oh, match. Oh, that that's a big it's hit. huge. So yeah. their business plans get revamped upside down and backwards from what you know they originally were the concept. Um, so again, the way to look at this is, and, and not saying, oh, you don't want to make every, or you want to make everybody a subcontractor, or you want to make them an employee. The concept, what they're saying, and the big picture is the easiest way to look at this is if you're a subcontractor, um, and I'll just use an example. Um, you're, you, I mean, you literally are a contractor, like a building contractor, and somebody says, hey, there's a job over there. As long as you get it done next couple of weeks, it's good, um, but. You bid on it. You know, you're a subcontractor where they do not control what you do day in, day out. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the job does have some type of a time frame that it needs to be done in. Um, but it's not that, hey, you will be here at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock and you will leave at 5 yeah. and you'll take Clocking a half at eight, hour lunch. Yeah, yeah, clock out at 5. It's This job needs to be done. Get it done. As long as it's done in three weeks, we're good. Is that really how subcontractors the easiest, are, are easiest defined? Easiest way to explain it. Um, where the employer has no true material control over them. Yeah. So if KTRS said, Josh, you're now an independent contractor, means you might not show up for three weeks. 
<laughs> because you don't have to get the job done as long as the job, right. the product is done at the end of this time frame. Well, it sounds great, but then I don't get benefits. I exactly. don't have health insurance exactly. and all that then stuff. Then you as a subcontractor have to pay what's called typically have to pay self-employment rates. Self-employment rates is at 15.3%, which is no different than the matching Social Security so, and FICA tax. And <laughs> I learned this just a couple of weeks ago. I never realized that, you know, maybe I pay in uh, 6% or something to uh, taxes. Mm-hmm. My employer, which is KTRS Radio, Mr. Dorsey, is paying another 6% Matching it dollar to for match dollar. it dollar for dollar. That's yes. payroll taxes. It's payroll tax, exactly. And, you know, it goes under my name, yeah. but they're paying half and I'm paying half. Exactly. If I worked for myself, if I was self-employed, I would pay my taxes, and I'd have to pay Matching. the match tax. So you're paying – they call it self-employment tax. You're paying – it's basically 15.3%. I'm the owner and the worker. Yes. So so the, the concept is, is the big picture as we go forward is more that a lot of these – they're saying that half the workforce today is gig economy people, people subcontracting. Um, and by 20, 2030, they're saying it might go as far as 80% of the workforce be a subcontractor mm. or in this gig economy. So the feds are now, Department of Labor really, is trying to get their head wrapped around it to say, hey, what really is a subcontractor? Beauty is if you're a subcontractor, you can go move wherever you want to move. You and can I can work, work remotely. remotely. Yeah. I can go move exactly. to the beach and still do yep. my job in Missouri. Yeah. Um, you could work from the home. You don't have to physically go to an office, hypothetically, because if you show up at that office, more than likely, you're an employee. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So so that's kind of this big picture as we go forward is what is a subcontractor versus an employer or employee, I should say. And the government's coming in to try to re- and Redefine. What's the, what's the benefit for the government on this? Payroll taxes. Payroll taxes. <laughs> there it is. Well, they get them. They get them. Yeah. <laughs> money. So, well, that's interesting. And watch this space because they've been trying to – they tried this a this couple times. This is the second, second time that they brought this to the table. But what they're saying is within this new bill, law, whatever you want to call it, it actually has legs. It may make it make its way through. Interesting. All right. Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524, Capital Advisory Group. He is a senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. Get him to look at your taxes. Get him to look – at your paycheck stubs and your taxes from last year and just say, where am I bleeding money? Where can I keep yep. more money? Keep and yours. if you want to have a further conversation, I mean, we did 20 minutes or so on uh, Roth and traditional IRAs and all that stuff. Jeff said that's more of a three-hour conversation mm-hmm. uh, to wrap your head fully around it. And still, even after three hours of Jeff's uh, Roth seminar, <laughs> it's still almost next to impossible. To, Had to go wake everybody up and go, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> to get it done on your own. Yes. It's just a lot of numbers and math. and A lot of moving parts. And Jeff's got uh, – he's got the software to yes. help. Oh, yeah. Uh, so get him enlisted, 636-394-5524. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. You betcha. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.